On this edition of the Scott Radley Show, we will take you into your weekend with what we call the brightest conversation in Hamilton Radio. Lots of topics, lots of stuff going on. Dive in with us. Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. We have taken a summertime leave from the brightest conversation in Hamilton Radio, bringing it back only sometimes during the, the course of the summer. And I'm counting this as being summer. But today seems like it was a great time to do it because we have so many topics I want to blast through. Let me bring in Mike Fortune from Cable 14, who just is now retired from his job as town hall meeting coordinator for the city of Hamilton slash public health. Uh, you were hearing them here on Cable well, on Cable 14 and here on 900 CHML. Um, Mike, you know what we were calling those on the air here while you were working hard? Do I want to know what you were calling them? Well, they, them? Were, they were Wednesdays. And what day is Wednesday? Hump day. So they were our hump day updates. Hump day we updates. That I like a, that. We, had, like we that. thought that had a bit of more of a, an oomph than town hall information it, session. It does have a ring to it. And uh, it's currently taking a bit of a sabbatical. We will be back again June 25th. Okay, and I, and I believe the end of July, and then one more in the end of August. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it was weird having this past Wednesday night off. So instead, I was able to tune into to you, my good friend, and and listen to you and your guests and your conversations. And thank so, you very much for having me back here on a Friday. Well, we love it. Now, I am concerned though. The fact that you have already planned for future updates does that mean that you have been told ahead of time that the second wave is imminent, and we're going to have to have these updates because we're all going to be right back down in lockdown? I have had a number of concerns that I think we are opening too early. I'm concerned that the stairs were open today. I truly appreciate and respect everything that the EOC is doing, but I just don't think people get it, and I think you are going to see groups of people. You can't social distance on the stairs, and I I wish things had been under lockdown a little longer, if I'm going to be completely honest, Scott. So I, I would suspect that we will probably, I, I, I'm no medical expert, as everyone knows. Shocking news, newsflash, Mike Fortune, not a medical expert, but I, I just wish we were been closed a few more weeks longer, to be honest with you, Scott. Well, I mean, at a certain point, and maybe not here in Hamilton, because we haven't had the same kinds of protests, but, you know, in the States, um, it's my understanding that, the virus is not discerning. It doesn't only land on people when they are gathering to go shopping as opposed to gathering to protest. And we can, you know, there are people who are out there, I believe, protesting with honorable intentions. And there are people in some of those cities in the States who are protesting only because they see an opening to go and smash stuff up and burn stuff down. Mm -hmm. Um, But the virus doesn't determine who is doing it for good reasons or who isn't, or that protests somehow are safe zones and stores aren't. I I think if the second wave comes, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are out there in those that may suddenly get it. Because suddenly all the work that was done, we seem to have said, well, whatever, whatever. I agree. I agree a thousand percent. And, and everyone did such a wonderful job. I think all the communities and municipalities and governments did a great job herding everyone in and say, okay, let's not go outside. I can't see that success happening again if we do have to go under lockdown for a second time. And during these virtual town halls, uh, uh, Mayor Eisenberger, along with the, the medical of health and Paul Johnson, they all said the same thing. You don't even know if you're a carrier. So, yeah, you look what's going on in the States, downtown Hamilton, the protests in Toronto, Montreal. You saw what happened when Quebec opened up in some of the schools, you know. 
you don't know if you're a carrier and yet you have to be very cautious and careful. And I feel for the seniors, you know, because they are the ones who are the most affected by this. And it's a real shame that uh, people, if you're not doing it for yourself, Scott, do it for your aunt, your uncle, your mom, your dad, your grandmother, your grandfather. Well, and, and again, with these protests, look, I, I don't have the ability, I, I, I can't read minds, I don't have the ability to discern what protesters are out there because this is something that really is meaningful to them and they want to affect change and therefore they're out there protesting, which still may be dangerous with a virus going on, but at least they're, they are there for some sort of honorable reason. And I can't discern who are the ones who are just, as I say, just out there to create carnage and be part of a riot. Um, you know, I wish I could, I wish I could, because a uh, boy, it's, uh, well, well that it's, would have made everything so much more easier for, for the, the police, the secret service, well, for everybody. The ones that, the, the, that would have made things so much easier for everyone that was trying to figure out who was doing this, because as it's been talked about on various news outlets, you know, the, these rabble rousers, if you will, they blend in, you have no clue and they'll say or do something, get something started, and then they'll just back off and let everyone else do all the damage. And it's... If you're, it's, if you, yeah, if you're out there because you are truly fighting for positive change in our society, I, yeah, I get that. I mean, I, I really get that. If you are just out there because you're like, man, no one's going to stop us from throwing bricks through buildings now and fighting with police. No, that's that's got nothing to do with it. But how do you possibly determine on the fly who those people are but you know what regardless good or bad i have a feeling that a lot of them are going to end up with this virus if if it is what it is and if it is not gone away as no one seems to have told us it's gone away yet i believe so too and and here we are we're in our 11th day of protest and i guess i remember you know it was last thursday friday when things were really just crazy out in the states so what you give it another week and then maybe those numbers start to kind of trickle in if, if you're looking at a 14-day incubation period so yeah yeah it's uh it's 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 unsettling times it's disturbing I, I i don't know what other words to throw at it scott i think we all just kind of shake our heads but i do believe we will come out of this stronger and better um, both through the virus and through what we are seeing now with the peaceful protests, um, that is very encouraging, seeing that over the last couple nights as opposed, as opposed to what we saw last week. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. Let us, um, we were talking in the last segment just about people who are out and maybe should be in, and I'm going to throw two people into that mix who have been spending a lot of time outside in a manner of speaking and i think it's well time that they moved inside and that is i think we are weeks past the time when the prime minister and the premier should cut their stupid daily news conferences that are nothing more than a campaign hour-long full attention of the media episode and do something proper and by proper i mean if you're capable of standing up and having an hour long or a half hour long campaign rally for yourself you are capable of doing it either in the legislature or in the house of commons where the other parties can question you on stuff i i am i am tired of this because it's ridiculous i agree a thousand percent in the beginning i think they were very informative agree and but but it Everything just does start to wear a little bit. Again, case in point, hence why we're not doing the virtual town halls. It's, it's gotten to the point where, yes, the information still needs to be talked about, but you do not need to do it 
on a daily basis. And if they want to hold a conference uh, maybe midweek or, or, or once every two weeks now or give a brief update through a press release, and Lord knows how many people they have on their staff that give media releases and press releases and PR and communications people, and I agree, get back to where you're supposed to be and start working on the province, start working on the country, start fixing a lot of these issues, because this is going to be a very long recovery, and it goes beyond just economics, Scott, as we know is what we're seeing on the news. So many other things now need to be focused on, and, you know, everyone loves looking at Trudeau's nice long hair and so on and so forth. Enough is enough. Let's move on. Keeping, keeping the messaging coming, but you don't have to do the hour-long press conference five days a week. Our style of government our standard of government is based and and people you know they don't like the necessarily the butting heads all the time and the screaming and yelling but it's based on the opposition parties having a real role the opposition parties are not just the loser parties though they are that but they're not just the loser parties that are spending time waiting to run again they serve a purpose in our governments they serve a purpose to hold the government accountable and we have a minority government in ottawa right now that apparently no one has we've decided that they are allowed to do whatever they want they have right now they are acting than more than a majority they're acting i don't even know what the word would be i'm not going to say dictatorship because that's not that's that's too that's ridiculous that's over the top but i think it's very healthy to say look we have no problem listening to the prime minister he's the prime minister but go into the house of commons when you make your announcement or bring up your idea of we're going to spend another X billion dollars here or X billion dollars there. And you know what? I bet you that most of the time the opposition parties will see the value in where this is going. But then at least we're doing it the right way. We're doing it the way our government is designed to do it, not just to have somebody with a magic wand. And I'm doing this for the province as well, by the way, not just someone with a magic wand distributing money everywhere with no checks and balances. No, and, and I agree. And, you know, when it comes to what happens in, in Queen's Park and, and all the, 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 the cat calling, if you will, and, and, and some of the disrespect you see when announcements are made, I would hope that during this time we're able to put our colors aside a little bit, let the premier, let the prime minister say their piece, and then be able to have an open discussion about it afterwards. Um, I've been actually very impressed with uh, Andrea Horvath, how she's been handling herself and trying to keep... Uh, the government accountable, uh, Doug Ford accountable at this point. And again, they're doing it through, I think, great social media, um, pinpointed timing when to get out in front of the media, so on and so forth. It is getting tiring. And yes, to your point, there needs to be some checks and balances now because at some point, and I've had this conversation with a number of people, that well is really going to start to dry up. And then what do you do? And we're coming up to some elections in the next couple of years. Everyone's going to say, well, this is how the previous government left us. Well, maybe you need to start having some conversations and That's collaborating how it's supposed to a little bit more. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. Mike Fortune from Cable 14 joining me. Brightest conversation in Hamilton Radio, we like to call it on Friday evenings. And Mike, we we're just before the break, we're talking about the Trudeau Ford daily press briefings that I think have spun into ridiculousness because more often than not the amount of information that we're getting is unnecessary we could give it out with a press release we could hold it my belief more hold it in the legislature or hold it in the house of commons 
And I said a few moments ago that we're not in a dictatorship and I don't think we're at risk of spiraling into a dictatorship, but the longer we get used to having no checks and balances, the longer we get used to seeing governments that don't have to answer really to anybody for the time between elections, I do believe that is a dangerous thing for us to get used to. We may not love seeing them, as you say, squabbling across the aisle, but it serves a purpose. It at least brings attention to things that the government may need attention brought to. We have none of that right now. No, and in regards to that, I think at some point the government will realize, okay, enough is enough, because they will be held accountable. Let's face it. I don't think the, no, I don't think the government's ever going to do it. I, I, I think Doug Ford and Justin Trudeau are very happy to keep doing this for the next three years. Well, I I would certainly hope not, because I think at some point you're going to have more and more people like you and the general public also say, okay, enough is enough, because we're going to be making decisions in the next three years when it comes to vote. And and we've tuned you out. It, it's like as a father, and I continue to tell my kids, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. They tune you out, just like we're starting to do. You You need to be held accountable. The public will do that. And they now have to realize enough is enough. Uh, the, the, again, you want to do a, a briefing every day. Okay, keep it to five minutes. But they love, uh, to your point, they're loving all the airtime, but it's not right anymore because they are. I'd, I'd love to see what the numbers are. Do we have any clue what the numbers even are anymore on these things? You mean as far as viewership? High. Yeah, in regards to viewership. I'd be thrilled to know what those are because that would be your telltale right there. Um, yeah, you know what? I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know. Well, I didn't that, mean to put you on the spot. I, I didn't, no, I, no. I knew you probably wouldn't, but I'm just curious what they would be because that will tell you right there. If people are still tuning in, paying attention. I think this has just become a, a thing that is put it this way. The media understandably is worried about not covering it, lest it be the one day that some massive news actually happens and you're not there. So you're, essentially held hostage by this new situation. If you if you decide, you know what, we've gone days now and it's just blah, 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 blah. And you say, forget it. We're not going anymore. They'll drop some big news event because they want to keep your attention, big announcement, and then you're not there. And then you look ridiculous and then your viewers or readers or whomever miss out on it. So I understand the media, they, are, they, they feel obligated to go. I just... Sorry, go ahead. The media, the, the, the media is smart. You know, they can pick up feeds from other locations. The media is there to ask the questions. But if you're just looking at getting information, you can get that on so many different levels nowadays and throw that into your feed. It's not like the prime minister is being asked questions and you're seeing the faces of the reporters. At least the one, the press conferences I've seen, I haven't seen that. Maybe I'm missing something or not paying enough attention. You can get the information out still. You can you can pivot and be quick enough nowadays in this day of technology to be on top of those stories if something major does happen. You would think. You would think. Because um, yeah, I've just, always said I've often wondered that. And if we go towards the U.S., why do we why do we follow him so much? We it's not always necessary because so much that comes out is 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 garble. Yet it, it's the cameras are constantly on him. It, wouldn't it be fascinating, Scott, as media, if we just if they all kind of collectively came together and said, you know what, we're done. We're not going to be. We're not going to cover some of this stuff anymore. 
Just just a thought. I know it well, will fly. I know it will never happen. But has anyone given that some thought? Let's let's work together as the media, and 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 not air what's I tell going you, on in the states. I don't know. I tell you. Well, I tell you what'll happen up here if you do that. At least this will be my suspicion. If suddenly the media says we're not coming to your press conferences anymore, we're not interested. This is just you know you having a campaign rally every day with a little nugget thrown in here or there. You will see a few more big announcements come out because they want to make sure that you still come back. These are these are very, very, very valuable opportunities for the leaders to be out front and look like leaders. And I'm not even arguing, Mike, that the leaders have necessarily done bad jobs here. I think Doug Ford has impressed an awful lot of people. And I think Justin Trudeau has had some people that he has impressed and have suddenly said, I mean, his numbers are up. And so... Uh, but it's it's it is a beautiful if you're his people if you're either of their staff you're going wait a second we get a half hour or an hour every single day of unfettered unchallenged time on the air and when i say challenge i mean i know there are some questions but not the kind of questions you get in the house of commons or in the legislature and you know like maybe even here's an idea although this will never happen because the opposition parties can't offer the same things the government does they don't have those kind of seats or that kind of that kind of spending power say look we're going to give the opposition leaders five minutes to talk about what was said by the prime minister after each time well now people would probably you just just hit on something there so instead instead of the media saying we're going to give you the opportunity why doesn't an andrea horvath or a jagmeet saying why don't they just take it upon themselves on instagram or on facetime do a five-minute rebuttal and post it because you know that's going to get viewed. You know that's going to get shared, and then they'll have their opportunity as well. Like that, if if you think about it creatively and think out of the box, you could technically, if you're the opposition, have your say every day as well. Yep. Yeah, no. No. I. I. You may be able to do that. I just. I wonder. If, if they don't then come across looking, if it, if it's not in, if it's not asked for, if it's not an official thing, they look, then they look like whiners. They, then it looks like they look like whiners. So, well, again, anyway. it's, it's all, it's all in how you, how you talk about it. Uh, you know, there's, yeah, the whining side of it, or if you come across with compassion and empathy, and if you come up with a very good argument and a very good opinion, then it's not whining. You know, you're just, now you're just stating your side of it, your case, your facts, whatever the case might be. Let me take a break here. It it can be played on both sides. I truly believe that. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. Mike Fortune with us from Cable 14. You are familiar with Mike, well, not only from all of his work on Cable 14 over the years, but especially over the last number of weeks, 11, 12 weeks, whatever it is that he was hosting the town hall meetings on Wednesday that were on Cable 14 and here on 900 CHML about covid uh, Mike, I got so many things I want to, uh, so many other places I want to go here. You know, what are you doing to stay sane right now? And I'm not suggesting that you normally aren't, but it seems to me, and I've heard this from an awful lot of people right now, that the, the amount of heavy, hefty, onerous, cr- almost crushing news at times is just totally, totally hard for people to handle. And some people have just checked out completely. And others have said, well, I've got to find something else to do. And others say, no, I'm gobbling up every little bit of this. What are you doing to keep yourself from going crazy? That's a, that's a heavy question, Scott, you know, uh, to to be completely transparent. uh, 
it it has been very difficult over the last 13 weeks. Um, I am fortunate to have two amazing kids who who are who are disciplined enough to get up to do their homework. Um, I have a wife, you know, she she goes to work and all that. I'm just kind of staying at home right now, keeping an eye on things, and it has been tough. There have been days where I haven't wanted to get out of bed. And I'm sure there. I'm not. I'm. I'm one of many, many, many out there. I try to get out and do as much walking as I can, but those sometimes become fewer and far between. Those days, I have actually stopped watching uh, news because I find that that is just um, very depressing. I'll watch the weather and I'll watch a, like the first five minutes of the news headlines on our local station, and that's it. Um, being active with with what is going on through Cable 14 has been very beneficial to keep updated and keep informed. Having conversations with my kids has been very beneficial. My kids don't know how much of an inspiration they have been to me to keep optimistic and to keep positive. Um, I rely a lot on um, positive affirmations and motivational videos through YouTube. I've, I've uh, the, the book I've been reading, which has become my Bible over the last um, 13 weeks, is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, just little chapters, snippets here and there. And then also trying to reach out, Scott, to as many of my contacts as I, as I know, just, just to see how they're doing. Tr- try to be that support for them. And I find that that has kind of gotten me through all of this. And you know, you take on a few extra chores for your neighbors. I got I got a couple elderly neighbors, so it's going out and cutting their grass, trimming their grass, helping them with their car. It, it's little things like that that has helped me from completely going off the rails. And, and I, I don't say that lightly because I know there are people that are doing that, and I truly, truly feel for those people um, that have who've gone a little further off than I have maybe at times, but I've always been able to steer it back. So long answer to a short question there. Yeah, I, it, it's so difficult because here's the, here's the conundrum I think a lot of people have. That is you feel, or at least a lot of people I think feel like somehow you are not doing your part or you are ignoring things going on in the world or you're, um, you know, trying to not be part of a solution to something. If you tune out, there's, there's this sense of, well, you know what, if, if, if you tell someone, they say, what are you doing to, you know, with this issue? And you go, well, you know, I've been trying just not to pay attention because it's just too much. That, that is not, I don't think for a lot of people, the right answer. No, you, you I, have to be, you still have to be very aware of what's going on. You just don't have to douse yourself in it 24-7. And I think a lot of us were doing that in the beginning. I was. And I realized this isn't good for my, for my, my, my well-being right now. So now it's, it's little updates here and there. And it's, it's little brief conversations. And, of course, being there for my kids when they have questions. Um, because you do have to somehow disassociate yourself with it. Otherwise, if this is all that you're thinking about, all the negativity that's going on in the world right now, this recovery is going to be long. We have to be patient. And 
it, it, it starts with your own well-being. And uh, it's being talked about, and whether you're on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever, you're seeing all these stories and all these little self-help articles. But again, I get that doesn't help a lot of people out there who have disabilities, who have bipolar, who, who, who are in less fortunate positions. It's, I can't imagine. I truly can't. And, and that's where I'm also concerned about how we come out of this. How is it going to affect all of those fine folks down the road? Yeah, I, you know, it, it's, I feel like you have a responsibility to be aware of what's going on. I, I think that locking yourself in a cocoon and not paying attention to anything is wrong. At the same time, I'm hearing from people, they don't, they're not sleeping now, or they are, you know, struggling or they're, you know, whatever. And I'm not sure it's healthy either to be just engrossed in this all the time. Even if you think you're doing it for the right reasons, I'm not sure it's healthy. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. I don't think it's surprising, Mike, that as you say, that people are finding other things to do, finding ways to not pay attention, but not paying attention completely, I don't think is the right answer either. No. And, and so, you know, you have to kind of train yourself and teach yourself, I believe, on how to use social media differently. I think you have to give yourself a full-time break off of that, you know, throughout good chunks of the day. Um, spend time with, with the kids, with the family. Try to be as active as possible. You know, you're hearing all these things about picking up new hobbies, tidying up, working on projects outside, uh, yet you do have to give yourself that opportunity to be informed. So c- disconnect, but, but just don't be... don't live and die on every word that a reporter or a news anchor is saying um, because it, it will, it, it's starting, it, it has, it, it's getting to people and we're hearing and seeing it more and more every day. And I think case in point, what happened in the States was horrific to, uh, to Mr. Floyd, but I also believe it also got sort of hand partial has to do with the whole pent-up situation of being in lockdown mode, not being able to go out. Um, and perhaps that's also what may have attributed to, to what you, you saw in the States and, and potentially here in Canada as well. Yeah, I, 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 I read something else though today from someone who said, you need to be uncomfortable. You're supposed to be uncomfortable. It, you, the whole point of this is for you to be uncomfortable. And I, I get what they're saying right? That this is this whole discussion that we're having now with everything is a discussion about change and change makes some people uncomfortable. I, I just don't know what that word uncomfortable means. Does uncomfortable mean that you have to be on edge and anxious and having anxiety 24 hours a day? I'm not sure. Does it make you a bad, does it make you wrong if you're not? No, that's what I was just going to say. You don't have to be anxious and uncomfortable 24 seven. I, I, I agree with the statement that being uncomfortable is not always a bad thing, but you also know how, have to learn how to manage that if you can, if you're capable of, of doing that. Um, because being uncomfortable does allow you to use those other skills that we, we gather as we, as we grow up to pivot. But to feel uncomfortable to the point where you're, you're not even sleeping at night, you're, you're using substances to help you to, to get to sleep those few hours if, if need be, that is not healthy. So I agree, being uncomfortable is normal and good, but not 24-7. And you have to take that foot off the gas a little bit now as we continue to move forward. There, there's no reason that you have to be 
barraged by this 24/7. But you do have to be aware when you do when when you're going out and what is happening. So what are you doing? What are you doing to, as I started this, what are you doing to not lose your mind completely? Well, you know, as, as I said a little earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to spend a little bit more time with the kids. I, I'm, I'm use, using these YouTube motivational videos. I'm, right. I'm, I, I'm reaching out to, to people that I haven't talked to in a long time. And it's, that has actually been really nice because a lot of the time when you reach out, it's, it's business, business, business. Now it's, hey, how are you? How is your sister doing? I just got some great news from a colleague of mine down at Cable 14. He found out he's going to be a grandfather. We didn't talk one thing about what's going on in the world. We talked about him being a grandfather, how thrilled and excited he is. And, and, and those are the little things that I think you have to continue to talk about. And, of course, if you have it in your life, have a really strong partner that you can lean on yeah. and have discussions with. And I know you and Monica, I'm sure you have lots of discussions and, and, and have that wonderful relationship. And you got your great kids that you're able to lean on, and they're able to lean on you. Because I think as a parent, as I said to this, earlier my kids are an inspiration to me and they have no clue they, they they make me want to do things they they're the ones i know i have to get out of bed eventually for them so that that is what helps me is my kids and trying to be strong for them yeah i heard someone uh, refer to it today as crisis fatigue and i think it's a perfect perfect word crisis fatigue i imagine in a very different way i like whenever you say these things you have to qualify that I'm not comparing. I know that certain circumstances are worse than other circumstances. So people don't barrage me with saying, you don't have a clue. No, I don't have a clue about this, but I get the sense it's in the same spectrum as what people who were living through the war in say London or other places that were being bombed were going through wherever at all times you're like, okay, there's just, there's no bright light at the end of the tunnel. Just bad happens after bad happens after bad. And you're always worried about something. It's crisis fatigue. I know that was way worse. Don't, you don't have to tell me that, but it's, it's on the spectrum, the same kind of thing. You just can't, you can't let go. You're listening to the Scott Radley show podcast on 900 CHML. Mike, thank you for sticking around. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, my pleasure. My my problem is uh, talking about people that don't eat. I've been eating too much. Well, we all have. I know. It, we it's all that, have. that hum of the fridge. It's that light at 11, 11.30 at night when you open it up. It's like, oh, and what can I nibble on now or go into the pantry? It's uh, it, it's not a pretty sight, right? I've had to put on a suit a few times, and um, let's just say it's it's a little snug. See, a lot of people thought that it was going to be the people who were eating nothing but fast food who were going to put on weight. And that, that obviously makes some sense that, that, you know, that that's obvious that if you just start pounding back on the crap, it's going to add up. But if you're someone who enjoys cooking and my wife is an excellent cook, if you're someone who enjoys cooking and you're home all the time now, which means you probably have a little more time to cook, what we're finding is that well, now there's stuff left over every day because you're making more of it. And so the stuff in the fridge is building up and now we have an obligation to clear space so the new stuff can come in. And it's just a nonstop gorge fest. Exactly right. Anything from casseroles to pork chops and French fries, you name it. And uh, you don't want it to go to waste. And you always get those hunger pangs, like I said, a little later in the night if you're watching your favorite movie or something. And Hey, let's face it. Everything tastes a little bit better sometimes when it's reheated. <laughs> uh, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes there's, um, 
<laughs> yeah, there's there there are those times. Hey, anyway. I want to uh, I want to tell you a story. Um, Please. By the way, this has nothing to do. I said we were going to have some not really important stuff this hour because you know let's just sort of. I got other stuff we could do. We could dive into all kinds of more incredibly serious stuff. I think we'll we'll take it down a different path. Um, a guy in uh, where is this now? Arlington Heights, Obi in Texas. Here, um, th- this story. Now, if you're a real fan of animals of all kinds, this story might upset you a little bit. But I do find this story somewhat hilarious only because of the thought process of the person a teenage burglar who was breaking into homes in a particular neighborhood he has been caught now uh, 15 years old did not want to have any witnesses to his crime and so the criminal mastermind that he was decided he had better eliminate the goldfish in the house in the room where he had broken in and stolen the stuff because you know Mike, those goldfish make excellent witnesses. <laughs> they they got little they got little um, um, uh, waterproof cameras in their eyes, and they're floating around. Isn't that something? Eh? That's uh, did, do I dare ask how he got rid of the goldfish? Oh, I I don't think it ended well for the goldfish. No, I don't think do it we ended know? well. For... Did it go down a toilet? Did it go down a drain? Like I, I, I'm just curious how he would have got rid of them. Well, I, 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 they, I don't think it really said. They were just, when the people came home, the goldfish were also... Now, maybe goldfish it wasn't was... that he... He said that it, apparently he told the police afterwards that he got rid of it so there was no witnesses. Because I was thinking, buddy, like, I'm not encouraging you to commit a, to, to a life of crime, but that's a stupid answer. At least say, I, I wanted a goldfish for myself, so I got a bag and I took one home. I mean, that at least, you know, it's more sad than anything. Your parents have denied you a goldfish, so you turn to a life of crime and debauchery. <laughs> Instead of, I'm so stupid that I thought a goldfish was going to snitch on me and identify me in a police lineup. Well, hey, if, if, it, if it has eyes, it could be watching. I don't know. I'm just, you know, have you ever had to get rid of a goldfish, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, there was a time we had to, uh, my son wanted a fish, so we had a fish. And you had to you had to clean out the bowl once a week, and so I was trying to be more and more uh, efficient with my time, Scott. And I would put my hand over without taking the fish out all the way. Well, wouldn't you know? Doesn't the little slippery sucker go right through my hands, right down the drain? Yeah, you know, I've heard stories from way before we were around, and some people listening will be familiar with this. Where at universities they have used to have goldfish eating competitions. I think yeah. there was beer involved. And today, would, could you imagine, you imagine what would happen at a university today if you had any kind of competition that involved destruction of animals? PETA would be all over them. <laughs> it would not be. And look, I'm not, I, I have no interest in participating in such a thing, but yes, I think you're right. Here's what I want to do, Mike, because again, this week has been onerous. Have you ever done, have you ever, do you know what shower thoughts are? I, 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 I have my type no, of shower no. thoughts. What are your shower thoughts? <laughs> See, these are the exact opposite of those kind of things. Okay. Not, this is not, the next few minutes are not going to be Mike Fortune's erotic adventures. <laughs> that'll be right, in the late, that'll me. be in the late night version of the show, the adults only version. Shower <laughs> okay. thoughts are those thoughts that you have when you're alone. It could be in the shower. It could be when you're lying awake in bed, trying to fall asleep or driving your car mm-hmm. alone that are deep thoughts where you go, huh? Yeah, that is true. I never thought of it that way, but you're right. That's a weird little thing. 
All right. It, it involves no nudity or anything else. They are completely clean, completely PG, but they are just deep, deep thoughts. And I want to go through a few of them with you because we never got to this. Every week we do deep thoughts at least once during the week. We never got to it this week. Okay. Starting with this one. Well, and some of these are really deep and some are just, hmm. For people, for some people who said, see you next year at the end of 2019, they may have actually been right. And I don't just mean because it's the next day it was 2020. We may not see each other again for another year. That's quite possible. Yeah, again. That's right. I, I like that one. That's true. You, you wait 365 days, you see them at the next New Year's party. I like that. All right. That That's was a, a slow one. start. That's a, well, that was a slow start. Here's one. Bananas are always the perfect amount of banana. You can tell this because you almost never see anyone eating two bananas. Could Okay. Could you not say that about oranges and apples and all that as well? Like they all come packaged in their own little... Do you ever you see could, anyone eat more than one apple? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And oranges. I mean, especially clementines. You bring home the clementines at Christmas time and I'll pack away six of those in one sitting. Easy. Yeah. If but you bananas, had a, if, nobody if sits and eats a, a half dozen bananas. Yeah. Okay. So you're walking by the counter, you'll pick up two oranges, but sure. you only pick up one banana. Absolutely. Okay. I've never uh, here's thought one. about that. I, we, I walk by bananas all the time in my kitchen. I'm going to be thinking of you every time now I look at bananas. Well, do you watch tonight? You're probably going to have two just to buck the curve, just I to can't. prove this wrong. And, I'll take and then you're going to have a sore tummy and you're not going to poop for a week because it's, it's going to block you up. Uh, <laughs> Steven Tyler's mother was probably going crazy when he started crying or getting colicky. <laughs> Imagine Steven Tyler screaming at the top of his lungs as a baby. That would be that would be tough to listen to. Yeah, They're very talented, but yeah, as a as a child, yeah, that'd be uh, that that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good at all. People aren't nearly thankful enough that spiders don't have wings. Okay, you might have to explain that to me. I'm not gathering that one right now. People, well, you see, a sp- people are not nearly thankful enough that spiders don't have wings. Because you see a spider across the room and it's like, okay, it's over on the wall or wherever else. Now, all of a sudden, it can fly and attack you. Now, suddenly, the, the gap between you is closed. Fair enough. And, 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 of course, I'm the one in this household that's always called when there's a spider. I'm sure it oh, well, might be the same in the, in, the, in the Radley household, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're an animal rights activist, if killing spiders is allowed, even if it's in the house, but... And why is the spider, when you go to get it, and, you know, because my wife knows the routine, Michael, there's a spider. So she'll get the stool. She'll get the Kleenex for me. Why is the spider always in that same spot where the roof meets the wall? That it's hard to get them. You have to stick your thumb in to squeeze. Always. Whoever always. is deciding the ratio of the size of a jar of salsa to the size of a bag of tortilla chips is way off. <laughs> so true. So true. I, I the, agree with that. The more you repeat a word, the more illogical it sounds. You ever done that? I've done that many times. And the simplest word, like just the word, say, say nose, say nose 20 times. And all of a sudden it doesn't make sense anymore. And, and then you ask, how did they come up with that word? Why did they end up calling the nose, the nose, right? I'm sure there's an etymological reason for it. And I'm just using that as an example, but yes, I've done that many times with many words. Uh, let's see here. We're going through this. We're off to a slow start. Some some weeks, these are fantastic. These ones are, um, you know, um, 
The fact that house designers never make two bedrooms the same size is a huge troll against parents with multiple kids. That is true. Yeah, that's go, true. That's you go to look at a new house and the two kids, there's never two bedrooms that are the same for the kids. So you inevitably have now a fight with the two kids about who gets the better bedroom. Yeah. So in our house, all we ended up doing was we just created another bedroom downstairs at some point and kept everyone happy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Queen Elizabeth II is so old because everyone in the UK and the Commonwealth sings God Save the Queen so frequently. It's kept her going and going. Kept, he, he was listening. <laughs> I like that. Um, you wouldn't hate your voice nearly as much if one of your friends had a very similar voice to you. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I, 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 I guess so. Do you hate your voice? Uh, you know what? I, I rarely listen to recordings of it, so I only hear it when it comes out of my mouth, but that's one that's not even on here. You ever notice that your voice on a recording sounds way different than it does when you hear it live? Yeah. And, and I forget what it is, but there is a scientific reason to all of that, that, that I listen to. I think it's called narcissism. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it, but it is. And I think in your world and my world, it, it's, it's one thing that it does take a lot of getting used to. Uh, when you, when you hear yourself recorded back, yes, it does throw you off for sure. I can't imagine being an actor and if, if hearing yourself sounds funny, what seeing yourself on the screen where you pick out every little mistake or nuance or whatever, uh, here's a good one. A smoking jacket worn for smoking pot is a blazer. Nice. That's a good one. <laughs> yes. You, you hit the money on the head with that one. Let's blaze up. I love it. Uh, <laughs> this one is kind of verging on you got this is a thinker all right this is a thinker and it's a little bit rude but i'll if plants could speak they would ask us why we like to smell their genitals <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's very true it's it very is, true um, it, it really is it really is not calling fries and ketchup tomatoes and potatoes is a missed opportunity we could start a whole new trend with that. Can I have fries and pota- fries and tomatoes, please? Pota- or no, potatoes. tomatoes and potatoes. T- potatoes and tomatoes. Yeah, nope. you, you can't even get it out. Yeah. Here's a good one. A few good apples do not unspoil the bunch. Yeah, I like that one. Why not? My my, my kids are really good at this stuff. I'm, I was trying to. You just mentioned the 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 ketchup one or the the potatoes and ketchup one there. If, 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 if tomatoes are a fruit, why isn't ketchup a smoothie? <laughs> Which would be entirely disgusting. That's the one, that's one that my daughter has thrown at me from time to time. And if you think about it, it's like, oh, there's a shower thought for you. There's a shower thought. <laughs> movie, movie characters always have a top school locker. You ever seen a movie character that has to lean down to get into their locker? Never. That's right. No. Never. You know, when the girl, when the guy's opening his locker and the beautiful girl comes along and the locker is between them and he closes it and she's staring at him, it wouldn't work. It would just be her knees if he had the lower locker. You couldn't true. do it. They couldn't do it. And and, and and if you think about it, that makes no sense nowadays because schools are just so jam-packed. It's like two, three kids to a locker in some schools. <laughs> that too. All right, a few more here. Explosions right. are scarier when they don't go off. 
Uh, what am I missing there, Scott? Why don't I see that one? Explosion well, exterior when they don't, when they don't go, go off. Because now you've got to go figure go out. How do you know if there's an explosion then? Well, because now you've got to go figure out why they didn't go off, and then you get close enough. and <laughs> Fair. Okay. Yes. So if you're the one who's put the explosion in place, gotcha. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm okay. Gotcha. The night before vacation is better than the vacation. Oh, the adrenaline, the excitement. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. You are so jacked and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, two more. Teeth have a taste. We're just used to it, so they don't taste like anything when you lick them. <laughs> I, I would not have known. Okay. <laughs> well, sure. that's it's true. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and let us see here. One more. Um let us let me find a really good one here. Dun, 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 dun. There's a few here, but um, um, you never actually see billboard billboards go up, but they always change. Oh, that's not a good one. Um, uh, you, see, you see billboards go up and down nowadays. Yeah, you kind of do, don't you? Yeah. Uh, well, even nowadays, think so many billboards are going electronic nowadays, right? Yeah. So it does change. You're driving along, and then it's a complete distraction. There you. Well, is it All really right. a distraction? I don't. We'll fi- I won't well, know that so, to some people. We'll finish with this one. We are all just skeletons and look exactly the same. We just wear meat suits with different designs. So true. That is a great shower thought to end on. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah, we're we're yeah. all the same underneath all of our skin and whatever else we have insulating ourselves. We're all there the same go. bone density and all that stuff. Yep. Like I hadn't it. even I hadn't even meant to be deep and meaningful that way. Just you know, a typical shower thought. But yes, it's right. It sort of meat, fits with everything. Meat suits. Meat suits. You think know, some that next time. Think of that next time you're out on a beach <coughs> somewhere and look at everyone in their meat suits, or in the shower. Since it's a shower thought. There you go. Get the wrinkles out. Mike <laughs> Fortune, always appreciate you doing this. Thanks for taking some time this Friday. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me, Scott. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay safe. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML. The Scott Radley Show podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Radley. Thanks again for listening, and do not forget to subscribe to this podcast. It is free. You will never miss an episode. And also, be sure you rate us and review us. Whatever you think of us, we'll take it. Thanks for listening.